Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, Merhaba, merhaba, and welcome to episode 62 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. From all around the universe, it's your favorite host, Samet, and we are back with another episode. This time, it's just me and my fellow coach, Canada. Hello, Canada. <laughs> Hello, John. <laughs> what's up? What's up? How's it going, everyone? Happy to be back for another episode, 62 episodes deep. It's been a pretty good ride so far and uh, excited to continue that ride this season. Yeah, a lot. I mean, when did we record last time? It was a week ago, right? I think about a week ago. Yeah, it's so a little tricky sometimes to get everyone together. Recording a lot has happened, but we've been discussing a lot of it in our uh, Twitter spaces Mm-hmm. Um, online. So for anyone listening, if you want to be part of that discussion after every match, head over to our Twitter, jump in the space and uh, let us know what you think about the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, those uh, seem to be interesting, definitely. But uh, yeah, we can also keep up with all the news for our podcast members. So we'll go through that today. But first, as always, I'm going to ask a fact of the week. But since we have nobody to ask that, I have my own fact (laughs) of the week. Actually, something that my colleague said during the week. Do you know why sharks are white on their belly and dark on top, John? I I don't know. (laughs) Why are they? No, it's super interesting. Apparently, because, you know, the sunlight is... When you look up in in the sea and you see the sunlight, it's white. So the shark's belly is white as well. So when they go after as a predator the belly is white so they don't fear it and the other way around they're camouflaged when they're in the sea with the darker head let's say (laughs) i thought it was interesting (laughs) that is interesting where did you hear that Uh, my colleague told me this just random Uh i was like yeah that's a good thing to uh to bring forward do you guys have a shark week in netherlands no, no, dude. We <laughs> I, I, I think I was discussing my holidays. I'm looking to go on holiday. Bro. They were saying I watch out you, for the sharks. So. Yeah, I ask you that because we have Shark Week here, like in North America. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you heard of that. It's like no. a week long of just like shark programming on TV on like certain channels. Why? Like, I don't know, man. I have no freaking idea. I've never been interested in it, but even though sharks are pretty interesting, but yeah, Mm. that's a fun fact right back at you. We have Shark Week over here, so. The Americas seem to like their teams, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. All right, John. So since our last episode, what what happened? What's been happening? Shall we go to the news? Yeah, yeah. Take uh, us through it if, uh, if you can. Yeah, I wrote a few things, I see. And... There are a lot of big accounts, big news outlets on Twitter, outside of Twitter that are making propaganda. But I think it's probably the first time I've noticed myself 
seeing it happen live as well. And and I'm talking about the new big channels like Sports Digital, et cetera, et cetera. And what's happening is they are creating propaganda in terms of all the amount of players that Galatasaray is buying uh, and leaving out a lot of the story in negative way for Galatasaray. That's not surprising to hear at all. There's There, there seems to always be uh, some groups or some individuals that try their, their best to uh, just cause chaos and just like cause turmoil, like as if it's the only way to try to stop us. You know, like we're clearly making moves this season in the transfer market and, you know, trying to uh, introduce a, a certain quality to the squad that, you know, might not have been seen in Turkey before and then leave it to the media to try to crush us while we do that, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think what surprised me most is I saw it happen because I think a Twitter account, they raised a quote saying, yeah, Galatasaray is going after Fred and they're not happy about this. And this was said by XYZ reporter. And then the XYZ reporter that they quoted said, this is not true. This is false. Nothing like this is happening. It was the whole Fred saga, I think. And it was multiple accounts doing this. So you can see really that they were trying to like crowd control <laughs> how things are taught, which was very mm-hmm. interesting to see. And immediately also being debunked, of course. Because Fred, yeah, we did look into Fred, but we thought 15 million euros was not worth for him. Although we do are very hardly need a midfield. Yeah, sure. But yeah, something interesting that was uh, on my radar. Yeah. Other than that, we have Metehan Baltaju, who will be loaned to Eyüp Spor. Arda Turan has been keen on getting him. Um, mm. So we wish him good luck there. I hope he gets a lot of playing time. Next to Emin Bayram, he's also a very favorite youth player of mine. I I just love these two kids, Emin yeah. Bayram and Metehan Baltaju. They, they, I just see a great future for both of them. They're yeah, very I know capable you, centre-backs. You rate them very highly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember I remember mm-hmm. that. I like, um, yeah, I, I like them both as well. I like them both too. I think they both need a little bit of work. Like in for Emin's case, he, I mean, he's not he's not gonna get you know a consistent minutes with us in the first team. But um, I mean, he played today in our qualifier, Champions League qualifier, and I hope he can play here and there in the season as well because I think both of them have a lot of potential. So they have both uh, great yeah. legs. Yeah, and, um, Emin has to work on his. He's too comfort <laughs> and his comfort, like he's too comfortable on the ball. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which is a good thing, but also it can be a bad thing, as we see, um, that he plays too much with the ball and loses the ball sometimes in crucial spots. But hey, he'll get there. He's still very young. Erden Timur has been saying that we will get two more players on Icardi and Zaniolo's level, and I think after that uh, speech of him, we got Tete. So what we will have is uh, Tete, we, it's official, Mateus Cardoso Lemos Martins is his real name, and Tete is his Brazilian nickname, as the Brazilians love to do. He's 23 years old, born in 2000, millennial, and his previous club was Shakhtar Donetsk. He's coming to Galatasaray for a four-plus one-year contract. He signed uh, for 3.1 million euro as a signature fee and his yearly salary will be 2.8 million 
euros. We're not paying anything to Shakhtar, so basically a free transfer um, because, well, basically, you know the situation over there, right? Mm, yeah. They are saying there are some legal points that might be an issue, but I'm sure our legal team had a great look at that and were fine in it. And then, um, well, obviously our squad value is increasing, increasing, increasing. It's, I think, probably at 250 million euros by now. But hey, that doesn't say anything, right? We just have to play good and have a good team. That's the most important point. Um, group stages. Uh, we played Olympia Ljubljana, first leg, 3-0. Second leg was 1-0 today. And we will face Molde in the playoffs because, yeah, Klaxvik. Uh, from Faroe Islands, had won against Molde in the first leg, 2-1. And today, Molde won 3-2. And guess what, John? What? The winning goal. Who did score that? Good old Marty. Yeah, Martin, Martin Lines. Lines. We will see him once again in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. The first game will be on 23rd of August in uh, Molde in Norway. And then on the return will be 29th of August in Istanbul. So that will be an interesting game. We will unfortunately not have Lucas Torreira because he got a red card in today's Olympia Ljubljana game, which we'll talk about as well. And you know what's funny? Icardi, we didn't discuss him, did we, last game, or did we? I'm not sure. Discuss him in... Regards to what, just in general? In salaries? I think we did, maybe. Mm, mm. Well, well, we can I can't remember. If, yeah. yeah, if you have the numbers handy. If, well, if it's not, a three-year uh, contract, 10 million transfer fee, and 6 million euro salary. I don't know yeah. if the official numbers were out. He's going to wear number nine. So quickly said that as well. And then Paredes was some player that we were looking at. But unfortunately, Roma has signed him. And he was keeping us on the leash, like I said last time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, Roma it was his choice eventually. Good good for him. And then the recent, recent, recent news, John. Rashica. <laughs> Rashica. Rashica? Rashica. Rashica. Yeah, there we go. Well, one thing is nice. I won't have to say his name ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good thing because Besiktas just, just signed him. And uh, yeah. we don't know the details yet. But uh, what do you think about that, John? This is my thing with this. I, I'm seeing a lot of people say a lot of different things and, you know, people are making some good points. But for me, so I did like Rashica. I did like him as a player. I thought he had a good season overall. He he had some ups and downs last season, but looking at it in general, I thought he had a good season. Uh, He had some pretty big moments for us. I thought he had a good attitude. He was a professional, not too expensive of a player either. Um, So of course, you know, if we had the opportunity, which we did to sign him, I would have loved for him to join our team again. I think he could have offered a lot for our team, especially you know, playing in three competitions. Um, It didn't work out that way, but I'm not exactly losing sleep over this, you know? And why is that? I I don't feel like he is as critical of a player as some of the other players that we have. Like without a doubt, I think he would have added a lot to our team. I would have, and it's clear, he loves our club. 
It's clear he's loved living in Turkey. And it's clear he was waiting for us. But for whatever reason, we didn't decide to pursue him. And it is what it is for me. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we have, we've brought in Zaha. We've brought in Tete. Um, we have Badish who'd be coming off the bench. We have Kerem in the mix as well. Um, so it's just, it's not a transfer that I'm going to lose sleep over, regardless of if he would have added a lot to our squad or not. You know, I would have liked it. It didn't happen. But for me, I'm looking, I'm looking past it now. It is what it is. He signed with Besiktas and, uh, you know, let's see what other transfers are are on the horizon, especially in the midfield area. You know, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you think about it? I'm in two minds on Rashidza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... The first thing is, I love him as a player. I think when he played for us, we always said, John, you and me immediately said, he's a true winger. He is the winger we need. He Mm -hmm. is a team player. He makes the runs automatically, like it's ingrained in him. He goes down the line. He helps in the defense. Mm -hmm. He's everything you would want for a winger. And like like perfect all-rounder, does everything fine um and especially i like him because he adds on the team synergy he's a real team player you know what i mean so yeah on that perspective i'm really sad that we didn't get him because i think i rate these kind of players above anything else you can mm-hmm. be a samba player you can be a dribbler you can do all these show-offs uh, like whoever but being a team player is for me the most important thing because that's also what we're missing right now if you look at all the games, the team aspects. But with that said, on the other side, we do have um, Tete that we signed. And Tete um, working on, well, playing in Shakhtar Apparently, he is also very good defensively, something that a lot of people have said, oh, a Brazilian, very good attacking, a dribbler, dribbler, etc. But apparently, his defensive rates and rankings are better than Rashica even. So, in that perspective, I'm not really worried because it is also someone that we thought do we need him? Because we're already so stacked on that wing, right? Right. right. Um, but I guess it was an opportunity for Galatasaray to sign him because, you know, Fenerbahce was busy with him. Yeah. And it might have been that his manager said, look, we don't want to play for a team that never wins. How about we discuss Tete's transfer to Galatasaray? Mm. So, I think that's the case, and Galatasaray saw an opportunity there in terms of, hey, this kid is young, he's Brazilian, he plays amazing football, as we saw at Shakhtar, and he's coming for free. We could sell him for a big profit later on. And did I already say he's Brazilian? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally true. I, I largely agree with you, and like... We don't know what we're going to get from Tete yet. Like he can put in such amazing performances for us to the point where we never think about Rashica again. You know, Rashica mm-hmm. could be an afterthought, you know, or it could go the other way. You know, maybe Tete will be underwhelming and we'll say, damn, you know, we should have went for Rashica, right? Yeah, someone but, who knew um, the team, already used yeah, to Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, for me, uh, I have... 
not not that I have anything to do with the transfers, of course. I'm just a fan. Mm-hmm. But my uh, what's the word? My um, uh, like what I'm what I what I'm looking for the most is transfers in the midfield. You know, that's my yeah. priority. That's what the word I was looking for. My priorities lie with midfield players. I I, I need to see more quality midfielders enter the team. So that's why, you know, I, I'm I'm upset. I'm upset for Rashidza as the player. I know he wanted to join us so bad. I'm upset as a fan because I enjoyed watching him play. But um, it, it didn't work out. And, and I'm excited to see what Tete can do and the other transfers that are coming in, you know. So we can sort of close the Rashidza chapter. It didn't work out, unfortunately. And, you know, let's see what uh, let's see what the others can do. But on the other side, John, people are also worried about the wings not being stacked anymore because you have mm. Tete, okay, that's one. Uh, who else do we have on the right wing? Bozaniolo left. That was a big part of it as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Barishal Parilmas, Tete, that's two. Yunus Akkun is probably leaving. That's the rumor. So we, yeah. Yeah, and like I mentioned, well, we have Zaha, Kerem, and... Tete, who are considered to be three like starting caliber players. Sure. And then uh, Badish coming off the bench. And like you mentioned, Yunus, who might be leaving. But does Kerem play on the right wing? Does Zaha play on the right wing? Uh, Kerem, well, no, Kerem's on the left. But I'm saying wingers in general, since yeah, the whole yeah. winger Sarai mm-hmm. thing has been pushed oh, yeah. lately, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So there's, from for both sides, you can say a lot of things. But I would say, yeah, let's trust uh, this unit team. Let's trust Okamburuk a bit. If they consider yeah. Tete enough and Rashidska has been said, guy, we can't buy you or we don't want to buy you for a yeah. fee. We'd rather buy a younger, more qualified, better Brazilian player for free. I guess that's the better option then. And we yeah. just have to be proven that uh, and see that on the field. And then nobody will think about... Uh, Rashidza anymore. Yeah. And he, yeah. Before, we, before we move on as well, I, I have, like, not even just in regard to this topic, for other topics as well, I really have no reason to doubt Okan, Erdan, anyone from the board. Like, I really, I, I don't have any reason to doubt them after last season. The, the players we brought in last season, the players that we're bringing in this season, you know, I, I trust their judgment and I trust... Um, you know, that they know where they want to bring this team and with the direction we're going and how we can get there, you know? And until I have a reason to doubt that, maybe I'll complain a little more about, you know, not bringing in these players like Rashidza. But for the time being, I just, as, a, as, an, as an outsider, as a fan, as a, someone that's just on the outside looking in, I have to trust the board and Okan fully. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, let's see where they can take us. Yeah, and uh, from Vingor Sarai to Zaniolo, Nicolo Zaniolo. So it's pretty obvious now that he's going to Aston Villa. It's been said by Fabrizio, it's been said by major Turkish media outlets as well. And the figures were initially all over the place. I think they said a loan option, 4 million euros, 22 million euros uh, at the end of the season, plus 4 million add-ons, blah, blah, blah. But the final figures from yeah, a reliable source, Turkish media, I consider more reliable than Fabrizio because Fabrizio actually 
changed his figures three times. So yeah, I, I saw that. Mm-hmm. And well, the rumored final figures are a loan fee of 7 million euros for Nicolo Zaniolo to Aston Villa, mm. a clause with a buy option based on conditions uh, for 22.5. And the conditions can be, well, we don't know the details, but they're saying like X amount of minutes, X amount of goals, or 15, 20 games required to play for that condition to become mandatory. So let's say he does that. We got 7 million plus 22.5 million, basically 29.5 million euro for him. And then there is two clauses that say bonus. There is an easy bonus overview. Meaning... Impossible one. Yes. And the harder bonus clause. The easy bonus part considered 7.5 million euro that we could get. So you can say we have 37 million million euro in the pocket for him. And then the harder one is if they win the Conference League or the Premier League, etc., you get another 10 million. So you get a total package of 47 million euro for Nicolo Zaniolo, who we bought for, what was it, 15 million euros? Yeah, yeah. And we didn't pay a single penny, right? Because his installments were in five seasons. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I I really it's it's a little unsettling that like there's so much clashing in regards to what the actual deal is. Mm-hmm. I I don't I it's a little uncomfortable but uh like you know I, at first the news came out that there wouldn't be a buy option and we were like you know that's just ridiculous and then news came out saying no there is a buy option that's based on these certain uh points or, or mm-hmm. you know what what whatever it may be. So I, I'm excited to see the actual news that comes out. Of course, I'm, I think all the fans are sad to see him go. He was, he was like right, right on the brink of becoming a fan favorite if he wasn't already, you know? I think so we have sad. not seen his peak. We saw his yeah. rehabilitation, basically. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I feel the same. So I, I really think this season he could have added a lot, even though I mentioned in the last podcast and in our Twitter spaces as well, I think... I, I didn't really like him playing on the wing. I think he would have played better centrally, but we'll never get to see that now. But regardless of where he was playing, I think he would have had a nice a nice year with us. So I'm sad to see him go as a fan, but um, you know, if the finances are correct, he can leave, um, which according to the latest details, it seems to be a fair deal for everyone. So we'll, we'll see when the official numbers come out. Yeah, I mean, he's 24 years old. Italian national team at two ACL tiers, but rehabilitated at Galatasaray. And we saw how massive of a 24-year-old he is. Um, Yeah, sure. Um, He's gone to Aston Villa and we will get a nice fee from him. And the most important aspect is we replaced him already with Tete, who's 23 years old and has a decent market value as well. So... I think if Tete goes to the Brazilian national team, that's where we will then see, oh, that was such a massive good decision that we did swap these two for, right? Absolutely. If that happens, oh, Mm -hmm. buddy. 
Exactly. That's going to be amazing. Exactly. So it's everyone should say their goodbyes. I, I know, I know. For me as well, it's like I would have loved to see him another season because it feels like a um, a rebury scenario. Mm, actually, mm, mm, yeah. I I also will, I I will never be able to thank Zaniolo enough for the two memories he gave me when <laughs> we we were in when we went to the Fener match last season. Bro, that was just crazy, man. That, that was, bro, banger like the he first, did. I know, bro. That's so that so he scored that banger like right in front of you. Yeah, and the first like, goal I the, he scored, the ball was yeah. gonna go in my face. <laughs> yeah, hard. bro. And the first goal he scored, he scored it and then ran over and slid he, right in front of where I was sitting. Oh, I was like, bro, it was just so crazy. I'll never be able to thank him enough for that. That was so incredible. What a memory. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it, man. I I wish him all the best in the Premier League. I, actually, at the at after today's match, um, Ocon said that uh, they asked him about Zaniolo, and he said Zaniolo, you know, he has dreams to play in the Premier League, and mm-hmm. you know, we we respect that. So mm-hmm. uh, I wish him well, man. I hope he uh, blows the roof off the place. So yeah, you know, one last details. I was looking for a picture of him when he signed with us to mm-hmm. say goodbye, and um, I couldn't find it because. He arrived during the earthquake yeah. situation, and mm. the first picture of him was him helping. Yeah, yep. The earthquake, earthquake. So that's right. I think they they were packing uh, boxes mm-hmm. in the stadium, right? That's the picture. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh yeah, he came. He earned us money, and now he's leaving. So and he scored two bangers against Finnebutcher. So what else do you want? Yeah, yeah. Um, another transfer, a kind of a Barış Alper Yilmaz, um, Kerem Akturk Oğlu type of testing transfer is Ilhami Sırachan Nas. 21 years old, came from the second league, TFF second mm-hmm. league. Uh, Ankara Spor was where he's played. He played in multiple places. In the midfield, a bit on the right field, but mainly as an attacking midfielder. And we're going to pay him, um, well, we got him for five seasons. We're going to pay 1.3 million TL, Turkish Liras, for the first mm. year, two for the second, two and a half for the third, three for the fourth, three and a half for the fifth year. So we got a five-year contract and we're going to pay 10 million Turkish Lira transfer fee. So... It's all in Turkish lira. It's peanuts, basically. It's always good to try out these kind of potential players, right? If we have another Kerem in our in our hands, good for us. Uh, we should yeah. continue doing these kind of types of transfers for sure. Yeah, I think I think with how Kerem and how Bodish is coming along, um, I'm all for that, man. Am I, getting another Kerem out of another you know young player would be huge for us. So especially with this stupid foreign foreign limit so uh i'm looking forward to that it's something to keep our eye on you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah and a lot of news that's been coming up now that zaniolo has been sold ish of course ramos sergio ramos um apparently we made a well a first contact with uh, his manager and said two-year contract 5.5 million euros a season come to Galatasaray. Of course, it's uh, rumored values. What do you think of that? What do you think of the idea of 
Sergio <laughs> Ramos playing at Galatasaray. You know, that's another thing that has just caused a lot of, um, just like, I guess, a divide in the fan base. Like, there's so many people saying, oh, there goes Galatasaray again, overpaying for old players and that that sort of thing. I've seen quite a bit on Twitter, Reddit, etc. For me, I, I can't lie to you. I would be over the moon if we brought in Sergio Ramos for a season, possibly two seasons. And yeah, I know he's old, of course. I know that he's going to earn a lot of money, of course. If we're able to pay him, if we're able to agree, whatever the wages are, I, I really don't see how he wouldn't improve our team and improve the squad in general. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, he's old. We're talking about a guy that has won every single trophy there is to win in football. He's it's 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 hard to even imagine a player of his status playing in Turkey to begin with. He's he's massive. The experience he brings along with him, you know, just having a guy like that in the team that already lifts the quality of your team, you know, that already makes everyone else better. It already improves the confidence of everyone else. You know, the young players that are in his position, like Emin Bayram, you know, how, how could Emin not improve and not become a better player from having Sergio Ramos around every day? You mm -hmm. know, a player that knows how to play at the highest possible level of football that is literally available on planet Earth. He's been playing there his whole career. You know, having someone like that with that knowledge and that experience and that quality going into the Champions League, it's... um. I'm not sure how you can put a price on that, honestly. So mm -hmm. if, if he's, if he's uh, willing to come to Turkey, if he's willing to join our project and if he likes our project and we can afford it, I would be extremely happy to have him in the team. You know, yeah. I, I don't see how he would have any, a negative effect on us. We could only improve, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, again, yeah, like you said, there's a divide. You'd want him. And you'd not want him. The mm. divide is basically, uh, exactly. Like, he's old. He's 37 years old. What are you going to do with a 37-year-old on a salary that huge? It's, mm. it's, it's insane. Juan Mata. Like, sure, he's a great guy, but he was a waste of money for that one year, is what people were saying. And yeah. you could say the same for Sergio Ramos. But on the other hand, remember Uchfalusi. He came mm -hmm. and made Semikaya. He made Semikaya. Yeah. At age four, yeah. 34, Ushfalusi came and our team was, uh, well, anyway, our team was amazing back then. Um, mm -hmm. Still, like I said last time, I, I rate that team better, like in terms of team atmosphere, team playing than yeah. today. But yeah, so there's this divide. And Sergio Rama is such a big brand. It would be like a Chilek. A proper yeah, Chile yeah. Yeah. in our branding uh, strategy as well. Because, yeah, I mean, the guy on itself has like 20 million followers yeah. on, uh, on Instagram. Legendary, man. Exactly. In all aspects, legendary, I man. Imagine Lale Orta giving a bad decision oh. in the Turkish League and Sergio Ramos being super pissed <laughs> off about it <laughs> and making a post about it later on yeah. on his tweet. <laughs> yeah. All media will have a look at that. I'm 100% yeah. sure. Absolutely. Man. Now the world Pure, can see uh, the ridiculous decisions that we yeah. get as Galatasaray. Easy, yeah. easy. Yeah. And I, and I mean, like, 
the, the way that some people are talking, it's they're making it seem like we're offering like a five year contract or something. No, one you know? plus one like, would be nice. Like, yeah, we did. We, yeah. If we can afford like having one person like Juan Mata on the team, let's do that every year. Just one old sack. <laughs> That the youngsters can learn from, right? Why not? And 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 exactly. And not only the youngsters, the other like you put Sergio Ramos in the team, right? Mm-hmm. There's no player from the A team all the way down to the U8 youth team that doesn't respect the hell out of him. Mm. You know, they know who he is. They everyone looks up to Sergio Ramos. Everyone knows he's a he's a leader. He's a natural leader. When he has something to say, everyone listens. You know. That type, those type of players, especially if you're, you know, if, if our goal, like Erdian Timur says, is to have European success, you know, a couple of those players are crucial. You know, you, you, you can't make these deep runs and competitions without these guys that, you know, are, 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 are those leader figures, you know, the figureheads of the team. And, you know, Sergio Ramos is that guy. So um, I, I would just, I, I'd love to see him, man. I'd love to see him. And the news is ramping up about it a little bit every day. So let's see what happens. Dude. In my opinion, it would be massive. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, time will tell, I guess, John, and we will see. I mean, mm-hmm. it, the Jersey does look good on Sergio Ramos. Oh. I want to say that. Yeah, for sure. It's true. Mm. So, um, Yusuf Demir. <laughs> yeah, he still exists and he's still at Galatasaray. <laughs> I mean, I've been calling him out day one together with Ender. <laughs> uh, he's I flying know. to Switzerland tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what to say. What can I say, man? What, like, mm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's up with that guy. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what he wants. I don't, I know nothing. I, it's, it's such a confusing thing, you know? Might have been that Barcelona is what broke him let's say what lifted him up too high and that he couldn't look down anymore and well looking down that's where the ball is so you can't look up all the time yeah (laughs) wow that was an analogy (laughs) jesus anyway he will fly to switzerland um, and the reason for that is the player will make a move uh, to fc basel on loan and we don't know if there's any obligation to buy or something else but yeah, just a loan fee, and they'll cover his salary. Yeah. Just like Nicola Zaniolo will also fly to England tomorrow morning. So we'll uh, say goodbye to them. Am I missing any other news, Jan? Um, I think that's it. Zaniolo, Rashica, those are the big ones. Tete, that was the big one. I think that's it for now. Sergio Ramos. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I don't think uh, we have any other big news. Obviously, stupid news about Jabala and De Pauli and stuff like that. We're not going to yeah. cover because that's just some throwing around names, things. So, Okay, then. Then probably it would be good to discuss since our last time that we discussed. I believe we discussed the Zani Zalgiris game and then we didn't have any other games discussed, yeah? Yeah, it was the uh well, this I believe the second the second leg of that match. I don't think we covered that and the Kayseri match. So maybe if you want to talk about just mention the results of those matches and then we could talk about today's match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we played two games uh, in between the last episode and now. Um Kayseri away 
uh, a draw, basically. The first Super League game of Galatasaray. One point to Galatasaray. And then the return leg of Olympia Ljubljana at home. Uh, we played 3-0 in the away game. And mm. we won 1-0 today. So, I mean, Kayseri game, what, what can we say? Let's keep it very gener- general because... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't I'm not going to... I'm not going to dive deeply into that. I, I, there's, I'm just, I have one thing that's been on my mind that, that I wanted to talk about. And mm-hmm. I see a lot of fans, a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people on Reddit are for some reason smashing the panic button on match day one of the league when most of our starters and most of our, maybe not most of our starters, but many of our impactful players are on the bench, not even match fit. Our team is not even complete. There's more transfers coming in. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, everyone is smashing the panic button saying, oh, here we go. This is going to be a long season. Okan Buruk Istifa. All of this craziness that like it makes no sense. Do you want to so, know why? Uh, it makes yeah. sense. And I can tell you why it makes sense. Sure. Uh, and, and not to bash anyone because that's not what I'm going to do. It's very simple. It's expectation management. How, mm. what do you think the expectations of fans, of the media, of Turkey yeah. have been? If you look at the past, this transfer, have we ever had a transfer window like this summer? No. 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 And it's amazing. The players we are getting, the fees we are paying, the caliber of players that mm-hmm. are coming to Turkey it's going to yeah. be a super fun league in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just Galatasaray. The others are doing their dues as well. They're getting some players here and there. I, I just heard that Başakşehir got Mason Greenwood. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's so <laughs> random and weird. <laughs> it's it's going to be an interesting league for sure. So yeah. What's happening is there's a certain expectation being put on then Galatasaray because on paper, yeah, the players are amazing. And when they don't get that expectation, well, there you go, action, reaction. That's how they respond. And that's mainly, especially knowing Turkish fans, that they can be very emotional and responsive. Well, that's your answer. That's what I think. It's true. It's true. And it's like... uh, you know, this isn't my first rodeo, man. Like Turkish fans are like uh, emotional is not even. I don't know how to explain them. Emotional is not strong enough of a word, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's match day one. We're going out there with Bakambu and Bodish and Kerem as our attacking three, with Berkan and Sergio in the midfield. Like, you know, I I, I know the, the expectations are for us to thrash them, but I think the fans that know better. You know, I expected a little bit of a better reaction when we have Zaha, Angelino, Icardi, Torreira on the bench. You know, all yeah. these players joining that aren't match fit. And, you know, yeah. th- that's all I wanted to bring up. It's <laughs> I don't think match day one is the time to be smashing the panic button. But we're a bit spoiled. See what happens. We are. Yeah, we are. And, and honestly, for I think for, not only for me, but for many fans, all these transfers... <laughs> Don't matter. The, the mm-hmm. most important transfer that mattered was Icardi. 
and we yeah, got absolutely them. yeah and, and yeah, we yeah. got loads of family men uh women <laughs> children that are in love with the guy literally yeah. including myself so i'm just yeah. so happy to be able to watch him for another what is it two three seasons i think we signed him for so yeah he's ours and man. and and that's what i mean like i consider him and torera critical players like if we mm -hmm. lost one of them mm -hmm. then i would be in a state i'd be upset like how some people are upset about rashitsa because that's what are we gonna do bro like how are how, how, now torera hasn't you, played and look at what's happening yeah exactly like how do you replace icardi and torera how you you can't you can't replace them you know mm -hmm. a guy like rashitsa i have a couple ideas how to replace him but Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I was talking about earlier. Those two, and, and like you said, we got him. You know, we got Akari. That was the critical part of this yeah. transfer window. So Yeah. And they none of them played against Kaiser. Icardi came in the last few minutes and that's it. Right. And right. we saw against Kaiserispor. I mean, I'm happy with a draw. I think this one point is going to be very crucial later on in the league. And we're going to say, God, that one point from Kaiser away, a great point that we got. Because without Torreira... We, we saw what happened. The midfield, I mean, Beckham can run all he wants, but Torreira makes the correct runs and mm -hmm. captures the ball immediately so it cuts yep. off their attack and continues our attack. And that yep. continuity in our attack is what brings the goal. No doubt. Is, no yeah. doubt about it. And, and that's all to be said for Kayseri game, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And we can move on a bit, talk about today's game against Olympia Ljubljana, which mm -hmm. maybe an interesting... Do you know who coached this team last season? Of course. How could I forget? Albert <laughs> Riera. Exactly. Albert Riera. Albert Riera. And do you know why he's not coaching them anymore? Um, no. I, I, you know what? Actually, it's interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear what the answer to that is because I remember... When he first started coaching them, the, the fans were like, didn't want him. They were like ripping him apart and there was some drama there. And then he went on like a 10 game win streak or something. And last yeah. time I checked, he was doing well. I don't know what happened. So that's not completely true. He came in and during his opening press conference, the fans, the ultras came in to make a statement to the club president. Mm. The fans mm -hmm. do not that's right. like that's the right. club president because he let go of a different manager and yeah, he wasn't yeah, yeah. doing all too well, etc., etc. So yeah, it was a statement right. towards the club management, yeah? yeah. Nothing against Riera. And he continued, the fans absolutely loved Riera because he really put on a kind of similar attacking play that Galatasaray does, really yeah. pushing hard on, on, on the attackers, attacking side, high press and trying to capture the ball, just like us, right? playing yeah. really attacking football nice football and what happened was apparently well i i knew i followed him a bit and i saw he was complaining about referees and he was still winning while complaining about referees by the way mm -hmm. and he yeah. was also yeah complaining to the club president about his wages not being paid or he wanted to have an increase in wages to continue with olympica mm. and the club president did not do that and then he left basically to the to the rivals Selje, also yeah. in Slovenia. So which he's managing now, <laughs> and they're doing really well. Yeah, 
That's so crazy. <laughs> that's a bit the the backstory, and the fans are in between, you know, because he apparently said I would never coach someone else in uh, Slovenia, but he is uh-huh. doing that. So they hate him, but also love him. It's a very interesting story he is creating in Slovenia, basically. But uh, yeah, we played against his team, two legs. Um, you could see um, that Olympia was not like defending full on with the, all their players. The difference with Zalgiris is Zalgiris was a very defensive minded team. And mm-hmm. they would counter with the Oyawasu, Oyawasu, what is it? That one player. I- yeah, front. yeah, I think everyone knows who, who you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tried to <laughs> score a goal against us. Yeah, which for us is hard when a team closes up. But on the other side, Olympia, they are not used to defending. They played mm-hmm. attacking football on the Riera, um, yeah. pressing up high. And hey, come on, that's that's the best for us. That's the best yeah, kind of yeah, team definitely. we can get. Because yeah. then we don't have to mess around to try and get goals and actually, you know, capture the ball and play some football and, and, and score. And, and that's yeah. what the result is now, 4-0. So yeah. today's game, we started with an interesting first 11. You have the figures, right? I do. So, our, so the starting 11 for today, a couple small changes. So we had Muslera Angol, Sasha Boy, Khan Aihan, Emin Bayram, Angelino, that was our back line. Lucas Torreira, who's back in the starting 11. Berkan, Barish, Mertens, Karam, and Akardi starting as well. And uh, we have a couple of stats as well. So possession finished 62% for Galsaray, 38% um, for Olympia. Uh, four shots for Galsaray, zero for our opponents. And Galsaray actually, according to FOTMOB, had an XG of... 0.73 um, <laughs> as opposed to Olympia's 0.76. So I don't know how accurate that is, but uh, that's what they say. And uh, SofaScore has uh, Malro Icardi as our man of the match, 7.5 match rating. BotMob has Sasha Boy, our man of the match, at 7.7 match rating. So uh, I think Bowie and Icardi both played well. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those were the figures. Uh, should I jump into what I thought about the match? Uh, Emin, did you mention Emin Bayram played? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Khan Aihan and uh, Emin Bayram, yeah. Oh, God, Khan Aihan. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess he was fine. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what did I think about the match? You know, like you said, I think it's nice that we're, we have an opponent here that was willing to play open football, you know, like they weren't interested that much in just sitting back and trying to counter us for 90 minutes that was nice over the over the uh, two legs you know it finished 4-0 on aggregate which is good and you know I, I i don't know i didn't think we had a a good game in particular but um i it was nice to see i i was happy to see i mean by rum in the starting 11 i thought he played pretty well for the most part he had a 7.2 match rating uh he actually got subbed off in the 78th minute uh with an injury and uh, Abdul Kerim came into the match, I believe. So I was happy to see that. Of course, Akardi and Terrera back in the starting 11. That was beautiful. We had Zaha who came into the match as well, who was just so fun, so exciting to watch. He's one of those guys, Zaha, every time he gets the ball, you're wondering what he's going to do next, you know? 
he's so crafty, so creative. So I'm I'm really excited for when he can catch form and he he's he's match fit. You know, that's exciting. But the match overall, eh, it was a whatever match. You know, Acardi scored in the 24th minute to put us up, kind of put the nail in the coffin for any hopes Olympia had. Um yeah, that's about mm. it. Nothing, nothing. I don't think it was a, a, a standout match or anything. I, I think at the next few matches in the league um, will really be important for us to try to build some chemistry with, with our new players and get these other players up, you know, to, to match fitness and match speed. That'll be important. And next week we have the last qualifying round of the Champions League. So it's, it's kind of a critical, um, we'll say, four weeks or so. You know, I, I think if we can, if we can uh, settle in in these next four weeks, we'll be in a good position going forward. But uh, we're, we're getting there slowly but surely, you know. Mm-hmm. Shall we discuss first maybe the red card? Did we, do you think it's a red card or not for Lucas Torreira? I think it's harsh, man. I, you know, it, it, it just looked like he was running. I, I understand. Of course, I, I understand. Like, you know, the studs on his boot, it did connect with the player. Of course, the player is going to go down screaming like he got shot, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it it didn't even look like Torreira tried stepping in for a tackle or anything. Like, it just looked like he was running. And it just so happened, you know, of course, when you're running, your feet are going up and down. It just looked like as he was running, as his foot was coming down, it, it, it caught the player a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he got a direct red for that. Mm-hmm. So I feel that's really really unjust you know i don't know if that should have been a direct red and i'm i'm, I'm gutted honestly to see him gone yeah i'm gutted I mean, for the next round man yeah i mean knowing torreira how he plays and overall the referees also manage the whole game so knowing that and to me it looked like his foot was a bit hovering uh, a bit right he was trying to not push down on his feet uh, mm. And getting a red for that, I, yellow, I'd be fine, completely okay with. But a red, it's a bit harsh. But I think yeah. what made him really give that red, and even the wall, var he denied, was because he was looking straight at it. He was looking mm. straight at the both feet, and he saw the contact, and it was like no yeah. discussion, yeah. red card. Yeah. So it's gonna be a one game ban. Oh, and is, then- is it one? Is it one game? Well, the thing is, a player who receives two yellow cards is sent off the field and suspended for one game. That's standard. Right. A player who's given a straight red card for a bad foul is automatically suspended for a minimum of one game, but additional punishments can be added depending on like how severe it is. So depending okay. on like, what we are discussing now, we don't think it's very severe, right? So right. there's no bad intent at all. So I think it's going to be one game and then he'll be back for the home game against Molda. Which okay. is awesome. That if if that's the case, that's a pretty big relief, I think. Because um I think everyone can see, man, like just even watching him for 45 minutes, the difference this guy makes is it's unbelievable. It's it's really unbelievable, man. And he's playing next to Berkan. Right? Imagine that. He's oh, making, God. he's putting in these performances. He's doing these things, playing mm-hmm. next to Berkan. Never mm-hmm. mind playing against a player similar to his quality because that's just going to be off the charts. But, Berkan, man. I'm, I'm you so know, sad about Berkan. Yeah. Look, Berkan, I really, the, the I guy, say about I him, really man. love his, he's a fan. He's a Galatasaray fan. He gives yeah. his heart out. He runs his 
lungs out. But the past three games has been like every time he touches the ball, he's, he doesn't look like a football player. Mm-hmm. And I do mm-hmm. not mean to say this with bad intent, but it is what it is. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, like when he touches the ball, it's like panic mode. And it looks so unprofessional. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. It's beyond frustrating to watch him. Like, there's just so many little moments in the match and where he, he cannot does... score as well. Like, yeah. if he's up front, you <laughs> yeah. know he won't score. Whatever yeah, the yeah. shot. Yeah, that's another thing. That's another thing. <sighs> totally true. But he just does so many things that are frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. he'll have a bad touch for no reason. He'll have a bad pass for no reason. It'll look like he's just about to win the ball and he somehow won't win it. His positioning is weird sometimes. It's, I I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, I think a lot of people, they harp on the fact that he runs like 15 kilometers every match. They harp on that a little bit too much, I think. But everything else of his kind of sucks. So that's why when Torreira got the red card, I said, oh my God, please, anyone but him, man. Because now we're going to see Sergio and Berkan in the next match. And Mm -hmm. that just does not work, man. Sergio and Berkan, it's... yeah. I, I, I'd rather have Sergio instead of Berkan because mm-hmm. he still has Absolutely. some skill. I think yeah, he's, no being, he's being, well, underrated as well, if you ask me. He's being punished too hard. Yeah. Because he still has that long passes that he divides the play and he's still helping the defense as well. Maybe not as much as Berkan, but at least, Jesus Christ, he's not Berkan, so... Yeah, 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 absolutely. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, like I was saying, the difference Torreira makes, it's night and day. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm just praying and praying we get someone beside Torreira that maybe they're not the same quality as him because that's difficult, but someone in his realm at least, man, because there's a pretty big quality difference between him and Berkan. So Yeah. 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 And Icardi's goal. What did you think about that? yeah i mean it wasn't the most pretty goal i guess like the finish was nice but the the build up to it was kind of interesting but i'm just i'm happy he he found the back of the net and you know let's 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 get going you know slowly build that confidence Mm -hmm. uh it looks like he's getting match fit now so you know we already know when he's uh rolling at full speed uh it's very difficult to stop him and that's one of the guys we really need operating at the top level you know so um wasn't maybe not the prettiest goal, but uh, he did get one and we just got to keep building on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I love him so much, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone's I, reaction, I, I, Dude, like I just, I admin, I'm so in love with him, dude. Yeah. Like it's just, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I think there's been complaints about Icardi and last season as well, this season as well. Uh, from a few of our listeners, they're a bit worried about Icardi's fitness. Uh, mm. He looks overweight. Looks like he needs to lose five kilos. Gala needs to put him on a good diet plan. Uh, mm. What do you think about that? Um, I don't really see that too much, to be honest. Like last season, like he's scoring goals left, right, and center. So I don't know what more anyone could possibly want from him. Uh, this season, I mean, we're still in August at the end of the day. So, you know, I, I would be a little more open to, to that type of criticism, especially because we know Acardi's been relaxing in Argentina for the last couple months. So mm-hmm. 
I'm a bit more open to that. But, uh, you know, when the season's well underway and we're in the middle of it, you know, I, Icardi is a professional at the end of the day, and I know he's going to bang goals left, right, and center again. So mm-hmm. uh, if he's doing that, he's doing his job, and that's all I care about as a fan. Yeah, you know? as long as he's banging in those goals, it's fine. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, feel free to bang in those kebabs and baklava as well. <laughs> I, if the goals are coming, man, sure. he can Maybe. look like he can look like me for all I care, man. <laughs> Just get the ball in the net, dude. Oh. <laughs> 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 exactly exactly yeah so um yeah we played with 10 people the second half almost completely and it, it honestly it was such <laughs> a boring game i didn't really yeah. pay attention to it much but being with 10 men against olympia and of course the 3-0 plus the 1-0 it was very comfortable for us Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit too comfortable for some, like Emin Bayram, which I rate highly. I've said it before. His Mm. feet are so good. Couple mistakes. He's so comfortable on it, but because of this, he's too confident, and he goes ahead and dribbles around and then loses the ball, which he's done a few times. I'm not denying that, but he needs this playing time consistently to understand. That's not what you do, Emin. That's not what you do. uh, That's Maybe I'd tricky... even rate him higher than Badcon for uh, uh, having the ball on his feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's the tricky thing. Like I mentioned, I don't know how often he's gonna. I, I mean, I'd imagine in like the cup matches and stuff. You know, I, that's mm-hmm. kind of his his wheelhouse, his territory. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, and uh, to to me, how, how I understand things as of right now, if you know, Nelson and Abdul Kerim are our two starters. If something were to happen there, I, I would imagine Okan would go with Khan Laihan. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I, I, we saw that last season. So I don't know if he's going to be giving that title to Emin Bayram. But, um, you know, I, I, I do feel for him a little bit. I wish, I want to keep him, but I also wish he was somewhere where he'll be playing every single week consistently, you know, but I, I think we do need him in the squad. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Anything else to be said about the game, John? Um, I don't think so, man. I think we said uh, it was kind of a little bit of a lackluster match. I mean, it's hard. Uh, going into the match, we're up 3-0 at home. There's very few teams that are going to beat us. You know, we're, we're going in on at our field with that, of course, with, with mm-hmm. that lead. You know, I, I'm I'm sure... The Olympia players were not that optimistic about it. You know, I think especially... they were more optimistic to go to the Grand Bazaar than uh, this game. Yeah, exactly. I agree entirely. And I'm sure after Akardi scored in like the 20th minute, it was GG's. Mm. You know, like, what are you guys going to You're down 4-0 in our stadium. <laughs> That's very difficult, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, not not yeah. much more to say about it. You know, we look we look forward next week to the uh, to the final qualifying round. That's massive. So um, you know, let's get the concentration for that one. Those are two massive massive games. We mm-hmm. need to be in the Champions League. We need oh, that yes. money. We gotta compete at the. I mean, at the end of the day, this is what our club was um, made for. Our club was made to compete against these European teams. This is where we want to be every single year. This is what we do. So. You know, two huge matches and uh, let's see let's see what we can do. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And you you also forgot to mention, we are also playing Trabzonspor yeah. before that. And On Saturday, yeah. 
yeah, linked with how we're playing lately. I'm not sure, man. Uh, it's gonna be um, an yeah. interesting game because, like I, I said, the team has not gelled at all. We've had the training mm-hmm. camp. Yeah. The players are there. Are they all ready? No. Why? Why not? Because they should mm-hmm. be ready. Because I mean, you're playing Champions League. You're playing uh, Turkish League. You're playing the cup. Why are you not ready, Okan? Why is the team not ready? And why does it look like everyone is just playing playing street football uh, with their own skills, trying to do something? Why is there not a team there yet? And when I say team, a gelled, green-lined FIFA team, not a red-lined right. one. At the moment, that's red-lined. And with Rachitska, right. you could have had <laughs> another green line with yeah. Sasha Bowie. <laughs> but that's yeah. not happening. But then again... Sasha Boe, you could cover for anyone's ass. So yeah, I'm not worried true. about that. It's true, it's true. And, you know, we are at home for this match, thankfully. Um, Still, Trabzon's war, man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Anything can happen when we're at home, though. At least we have that, you know. At least we're not playing them away, which historically has been kind of rough. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, let's see what's going to happen. Do you want to give um, a prediction for it? <sighs> Uh, you, uh, I've never given uh, this prediction, by the way, but I think we're going to lose. Okay. And uh, I think we're going to lose 1-0. Okay. All right. I'm going to mm-hmm. say uh, the opposite. I th- I'm going to say that we're going to win 1-0. But I think it's going to be one of those matches where, like, it's going to be 0-0 for, you know, until, like, the 85th minute or something. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have, like, a big goal from Icardi, Zaha... One of those guys. So yeah. historically, a Trabzon game has been always a draw. Yeah, there's Whenever been. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's been many draws. Uh huh. So yeah, and uh, last season it was zero uh, zero and a two one win for us. Uh, so the the match we played away it was zero zero, and then the match we played at home we beat them two one. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see. See what happens. Let's hope for the best. At the moment, we're not very happy. So, Okan Buruk, if you're listening, please work harder. Make the team work harder. Make sure that all those lines are green. And then we can enjoy football again because we have Mm -hmm. a very important schedule coming up. Both Super League and Champions League. Well, do you have any closing points to note? John John. I do not, aside from what I said earlier, you know, everyone uh, or anyone that's listening, if you want to actually participate in conversations with Summit and I, um, head over to our Twitter. It's at the Lions Den GS. After, immediately after every match, we do have a Twitter space uh, with a lot of great speakers, not just us two. And you can give your two cents if you agree with us, disagree with us, talk about whatever you want to, mm-hmm. hit us up. And uh, yeah, that's it. I guess we'll. Uh, talk to you guys on the next one yep yep also feel free to dm us on twitter or instagram for a discord invite we got a discord group where we also discuss a lot of things with fans because as we say it's by the fans for the fans and um yeah don't forget to give a like and subscribe on twitter at the lines gs or instagram at the lines gs we love you as fans We love the club as fans and we wish you all a very pleasant week forward. GG. Peace. Peace. See ya.